1: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a
0: shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker,
1: you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
2: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked the world's number one Xbox podcast.
3: Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome everybody to Podcast Unlocked, IGN's weekly Xbox podcast. This is episode 607 and I'm your host, Khalif Adams, and I am rocking with Two of the best in the business as always, the amazing Stella Chung. How are you doing?
1: Good. Tired, but you know, it's fine. <laughs>
3: <Constancy> <laughs> no, <being>. no, no. <laughs> y- yes, absolutely. For sure. And the amazing Destin Laguerre. How are you doing, sir? bam
2: Fantastic. I'm doing quite
3: well. Damn, I felt that. I felt that. I felt that in my soul and in my chest. That was great. That was great. It has been a pretty good week. I think everybody has kind of still figured out how they're recouping from all the madness of last week and trying to figure out how we're going to continue on this week with some great information. And we do have some great information for a lot of things that have been happening in the gaming space this week. It has been a little bit light on overall Xbox news, but we do have some snippets and some goodies for you all at home. So make sure you're checking out all the podcast feeds for all of that. But first, let's dig into the conversation around the biggest fighting game tournament on the planet that happened this past weekend evo was hot and heavy and it was doing its thing in vegas did both of you watch any of of evo this weekend because it was pretty pretty good
1: i watched some highlights uh yeah but but i didn't keep a super big handle on it but yeah you know, I, I did watch some highlights that came out on twitter i refuse to call it x so <laughs> <laughs>
3: we, we are not we're not xing it here no. on the xbox <laughs> podcast <laughs> at all uh des i know you covered evo for a long period of time did you watch any of the of the festivities over the weekend I did. I actually got to watch that Blanca
2: player come back and go all the way to the grand final. It was kind of hard to turn away. Uh, I don't know the player names, but wow, what a a set of games. And for me, the grand final, like the final match is never as epic as the road to the final match, right? (laughs) The the final match kind of like came and went, but uh, there was a Blanca player. I can't remember. Can't remember who it was. Yeah, Menard. I think it was like Menard. Menard. Yeah, Menard. Uh, wow, it was just so cool because, uh, Menard was behind when I tuned in, and he came all the way back. So matches like that are the best. And uh Mitchell and Ronnie who got to go on on, uh, part of my team specifically, um. They got to go they have a bunch of coverage on IGN for like mortal kombat 1 project l and uh mitchell actually got to compete in the guilty gear tournament he wasn't able to compete in street fighter because he reviewed street fighter which mm-hmm. was a, a thing for evo but uh yeah really really hype really really fun and ign did a really cool piece if you haven't checked it out about the the gamer who who is blind, who was able to compete in Evo based mm-hmm. off of sound cues. So definitely oh. go check that out. That's on like Twitter. I probably Instagram and TikTok, but really, really interesting piece from our social team.
3: Yeah, there was some great coverage on IGN, and there was some, of course, Mitchell and the team always do fantastic work when they go to EVO. It was, uh, MetaRD was fantastic, uh, as that Blanca player. Uh, there were a couple of other, uh, um, upsets there that were really fantastic, especially because some of those games were going away. So we had, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is not gonna, mm-hmm. no, this was their last heyday for that. Ninja Killer came back and beat two of the best players on the planet the, the the brothers in in nicholas and scorpion procs uh to to win that one and of course street fighter 6 was the the crown jewel of 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 the competition that weekend and it feels like alongside that there were just so many things that were happening go ahead Destiny. there's something
2: i gotta talk about let's talk about killer instinct killer instinct was actually there. <laughs> well they announced they had an announcement about killer instinct right was there an announcement yeah they announced that they're going to be patching the game it's it's been out like 10 years so they're going to be doing a big patch for killer Instinct. just a big shout out to paris for saying nobody cares about killer instinct and he's had to walk that back so hard over
3: the last few
2: years so um yeah uh killer instinct it's pretty cool to see that there were news there that there was news there about the game and how they're going to be looking at some of the characters who have needed to be patched in a while and updating the game to ensure that you can still play it for years to come i I, uh, yeah uh ki is really good it it was a really really good fighting game uh i was very hyped when it was announced for the original xbox got to talk to ken lob and and play it and uh man I wonder if my Jago would still hold up, probably.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, it it looks like there is still a space for for Killer Instinct. And and again, please don't believe folks who want Banjo to come back as (laughs) as the information sources that you want to be in in the space, because we know that those folks just don't know what they're talking about. But alongside Killer Instinct kind of getting its its, its revitalization in the space. There are a couple of other really great announcements that came through. And one of the biggest ones was the collab that's happening between the, was it the Ninja Turtles uh, and Street Fighter Six. With the new costumes and new stamps and titles that they're going to be bringing to that. Uh, Stella, are you excited about this collab? Because this is going to be pretty cool.
1: I mean, okay, so I just recently saw the movie and thought it was fantastic. Mutant Mayhem was amazing. I loved it. Um, I'm excited for players because I think this is a great collab. But I will say this is just really expensive for no reason and it's absolutely just skins like so in order it's to buy all the skins you have to do each. yeah you have to do it's it's about like 60 dollars because you have to do it in packs mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where you can't just buy them out right you have to buy the in-game currency and then you have to use that to unlock the characters so of course they do some sort of like bs where you have to like buy a pack that is slightly more than the amount but in order to do that you have to buy like two different packs so it's one of those it, it's the same criticism I had for Apex in the beginning, it's like, oh, you should really hone in that system or at least do smaller packs of like monetary funds that you need to kind of put into your wallet for the in-game currency. But the way that they have it right now, it's like $60 if you want all four. So, it's mm. it's it's a little it's a little bit crappy for players, but like I mean, I guess it's there, but um yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a little expensive.
3: <laughs> yeah, Destin, any thoughts on on the the kind of tmt tmnt so, packs that are coming
2: i had a freelancer do capture of it for us and he's like hey just so you know this is like 60 dollars to do all the turtles yeah. <laughs> and i was like what yeah. so that was my my immediate reaction to it he's like yeah it's like 15 dollars a character and the bandanas cost like separate amounts so yeah, yeah ro- ro- exactly what Stell said it's 60 bucks so we just did uh leonardo gameplay we did one of the characters <laughs> and i like no let's not do 60 dollars. but like it's popping up because it's really cool. And by the way, this art style, this is the uh, the Archie line of Turtles art style. I don't remember the artist on oh, yeah. my head, but I am a big Turtles fan, um, especially from the comic book era when uh, Archie, the Archie line was going. I had every issue of Archie. I had every issue of the Mirage run. And then they started something back in like the early 2000s where they that, like Splinter dies in canon and stuff like that. Wow, so, spoilers. Yeah wow Is splinter just done so it's like 15 years ago that happened uh, yeah. rest
3: in um, peace to, to master splinter yeah. i didn't know
2: <laughs> well i mean did you see the one where all the turtles are dead except for one that's that's oh, I one did of the, the most yeah. uh, popular minstrel storylines right now i can't remember the specific you know name of at it. at least he's yeah.
1: spoiling like years old stuff and it's not the new movie so it's fine it's i haven't fine. seen the new movie yet
2: you can ruin <laughs> that for me off air that's fine yeah
3: also turtles turtles like pizza bad
1: guy and then
3: win oh no (laughs) the the turtles like pizza the one of the things that one of the (laughs) things that's actually in there in there too that i think is really interesting and and also a little bit crappy is that these are only really for your world tour uh Mm -hmm. and your avatar this isn't really for you know skinning this to one of the the main characters that's going to be on the roster which is also a weird thing to do because most folks who are playing street fighter six are not playing their avatars or playing world mode unless you've started off from the beginning so it it winds up being a really weird use case for it which i think is a little bit uh, unfortunate for 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 a really cool collab to happen maybe they'll get some feedback and change that moving forward um alongside that there was a tekken uh announcement uh that came up that added master raven uh azu I'm probably saying that botching that, yeah. um, as, as, as two new characters. And I think everyone on the internet lost their minds because of the coffee queen, the Peruvian coffee queen, <laughs> as they are calling her, uh, is getting added to the roster. And what a really awesome new character. Like, I haven't seen any characters like this in a, in a game in, in a long time.
1: Yeah, I, I love that they're able to bring so many different characters from different cultures in and really represent that. It's so cool. I, I really love seeing this. I don't play fighting games; like I'm horrible at them, and I just I, like my brain just cannot wrap my head around like how to really play properly. Um, but I, I love seeing all these vibrant characters and seeing them be able to bring these cultures to life, especially in their fighting styles. Um, I mean, like they. They collaborate with like proper martial artists from each like country, each like different martial arts and to make sure that they can get the fighting style down properly. And it's really cool to see it come to life in video games like this.
3: Yeah, I'm excited to see a new shimmy character, which is very rare to see in. in, I mean, Tekken has a lot of, you know, different ways you can kind of. To the battlefield, but having this kind of new shimmy and dodge character in the in the mix is going to be really really cool to see how that works. That's and any any thoughts about Tekken? Are you big on Tekken too? Tekken's, or, not, you big on... Tekken's not one of my main games.
2: Like I like Ki, I like Street Fighter. uh Never super got into Tekken. I played Tekken Tag on the PS2 back yeah. in the day. I didn't know what I was yeah. doing, but it was fun. This looks awesome though. This looks really yeah. really really good. It's it's I don't know if I ever get time to play it. I will.
3: I I have nothing negative to say about it. It looks cool <laughs> to me. <laughs> i mean if you like coffee then this character is for you I, th- I think that's the the way that this will. give if they don't, if bandai and Danco don't do some wild I know, uh, right? coffee marketing with yeah, us, yeah, yeah. they have missed a huge a huge window of opportunity on that for sure but i'm really excited for this character she she looks fantastic and, and very very new um one of the things that also got announced on stage with title Landsdown community manager uh was mortal kombat one adding Crowd favorite, Reptile back to the game alongside uh, Ashra and Havoc as well. I have to say that Reptile reveal was really, really dope. I, I, I got super excited for that. I know guy, Dustin, what were you gonna say? I was just laughing.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, I, it, it looks like this game is gonna be one of the, the kind of most swaggiest games we've seen in a long time. It's a new, t- new take on Reptile that we haven't seen before. Estella, Stella, did you have any reptile memories uh, of playing MK? No? Mm-mm.
1: What? I, I, like I said, I don't play fighting games. I do like to watch like, you know, you know how people on YouTube like cut together all the cutscenes and like a movie thing. I do like watching those, but they I don't, do cause not. like the story is so weird. <laughs> Like it's just so interesting. I'm just like, oh, there's a story behind this thing where they just smash each other, smash each other's faces in. Okay, cool. Um, so, for me, the most discourse that I've been like following for Mortal Kombat is the redesign of oh my god, is it Katana's <laughs> mouth and everything? Yeah. So. Oh, Melina. Melina, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, yep. yeah. See, I don't know fighting games, so um, yeah, y'all can Katana's come for me. In sister, the, you're close. Yeah, y'all <laughs> can come for me in the comments, but like, I I don't care because I don't follow. Fighting games, but I think it's I love their character design so much.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, it looks really, really good the way they pulled this out.
2: Elaborating on that, they are rewriting the history because in the previous game, basically, uh Liu Kang wins and becomes a god and he's able to like rewrite it in his in, oh.
1: his in
2: his own image. So, you know, we get this new look at early reptile, which was in the original Mortal Kombat back in the back in the arcade days, you know. So this is like a reimagining of that character really really interesting i don't i don't know who this guy is i actually meant to look it up i can't remember his name but uh the bone the bony skeleton face guy let's have it yeah that's his name Havoc. Yeah. Wow, havoc is looking good time and i, I love yeah. seeing all the the characters like come back and and their new designs uh the, the big reveal right before evo was for uh a, i can't remember her name but anyway <laughs> the purple character uh, oh right 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 uh yep. lee may Lee May, May, I think was is yeah it? yeah. Anyway, I believe that's so a that yeah. That character is really cool. And to Your point. This story is really good in the Mortal Kombat games. For like a fighting game, it kind of like set the bar for what you're able to do storytelling wise in a in a fighting game. And I I, ho- I would would love it if more fighting games did what Nether Realm has been doing with those because it's it's my favorite part of playing through the game, getting to see like what happens. Um, yeah. Going back to the Molina backstory, though, they, they've pretty drastically changed the story of her mouth. I believe originally she was like experimented on and now like she's infected with Tartokin blood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I can't say their names but Baraka blood. <laughs> we'll call mm-hmm. it. So her mouth we're imagining will eventually get split apart and just she'll just look like that. And I, I think that's a pretty compelling tweak to the the story that we've all known for
3: Molina for so long. There. yeah there's been a lot of a lot of lore swaps uh in in mortal Kombat 1 which has been really really cool um yeah. last couple of conversations around evo uh of course again back to street fighter 6 uh aki is a new character that got teased which looks like a new poison based character mm-hmm. which i think is going to be a lot of fun uh, to be able to play and and lastly they had a really great moment with the cannon brothers uh tony and tom cannon who were two of the folks who founded evo where joe lombardo who was the governor of vegas of las vegas came out and gave them a key to the city and also declared that august 6th is now evo day which was a really really cool moment it was great to see the canon brothers finally get some flowers in in a much bigger way uh with all the work they've done over evo and now over at riot uh making project l which has been super super cool
2: Project L is a good note also because that was one of the first times we got to, like, really see it, right? And mm-hmm. part of the reason, sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you on that. Part of the reason they got the keys to the city is because they drive so much tourist traffic mm-hmm. during Evo. It's, like, one of the biggest events that Vegas has going for it right now, which is, which is saying a lot. For Vegas, Evo is driving tourism at an unprecedented level. So that's awesome to see the FGC pull that off.
3: Evo is bigger than Usher at this point, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, driving more people to Vegas than Usher. I mean, they had its biggest year ever. Most, uh, most people, uh, uh, fighting in the tournament this year and, and had some, some major announcements and it feels like now they're getting their due in terms of the FGC. It feels like a really good resurgence for the FGC this year in a, in a big way. Uh, next story is the alien is coming to dead by daylight on August 29th our friends from behavior interactive uh, shared a couple of details about the xenomorph and Ripley being in the game Uh, and I have to say as a big aliens fan, this has gotten me hyped. Even as a person who doesn't play Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe this is the thing that brings me into Dead by Daylight. I'm I'm very excited about this. How are you feeling about this, Stella?
1: Uh, I man, aliens scared me so much as a kid, like <laughs> it really did. But um, I think this is a this this makes sense for Dead by Daylight. I think more than Nick Cage. Um, <laughs> yeah, very weird. Uh, but yeah, so. Ripley's cat is also going to be in the game, kind of. Uh, I I did see the menus, and this immediately made me go, yeah, no, this game's 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, But, like, you can pet... You can pet Ripley's cat in the beginning, like, in the little menu screen, and it made me so happy. Also, Ripley's, like, one of my favorite characters because she's just so cool and, like, so strong. So I'm very glad that she's coming to the game. I think the Xenomorph makes a lot of sense being in Dead by Daylight. And I am very curious about all of the different abilities the Xenomorph is going to have and how that's going to stack up against the other killers. Um so yeah, that that's gonna be really interesting. But the fact that the xenomorph is like, you know, gonna hang like little little people on hooks is a little bit funny to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you would think that they would hang you'd hang them on his tail. On their right? tail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh my god, wait, that would be so cool. And you'd just sneak around and get behind his back to try to get your friends back. That'd actually be a really cool detail if they could do that, but I don't think they right? would. <laughs>
3: Destin, I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts about you know we're seeing the video if you're watching the video version on, on on YouTube and wherever else they go on the site. W- what are your thoughts about them not using Sigourney Weaver and not pulling Sigourney Weaver in for this? Because that they would have been can't. the ultimate. <laughs> they probably didn't get the likeness rights. So, oh yeah,
2: come on. Like Nick Cage is down, and maybe Weaver. <laughs> well, there's also the whole strike going on right now, so maybe that was part of it. You mm-hmm. know, huh. it's like yeah. Because Nick Cage happened before that was all going on, and then there's strikes, everything right now. And I think Weaver's pretty involved with it, but don't quote me on that.
3: Yeah, that would be interesting to see how that... That's one of those things that when Dead by Daylight does, they're kind of like dev docs. I would love to see the behind the scenes of like how they... Attract talent to come in and do that stuff. Like, why couldn't you get someone like Sigourney? Versus, you can get someone like Nick Cage. Besides, yeah, like all why the Nick the Cage, and
1: he's in the in the game. He's just himself. Like, it's so weird.
2: It's <laughs> I think it's because he's like the meme, right? Like the I Nick
1: guess. Cage. Yeah, but the fact online. that he said yes, and like when he came on stage mm-hmm. at what was it Summer Game Fest, he was just like, "Hey, gamers!"
2: Like, he yeah, just like, <laughs> fellow nerds. <laughs> he was just so.
1: It felt very much like your uncle coming in, trying to be like the cool uncle. And, like trying to fit mm-hmm. in, it, yeah, that's the vibes I got.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what this DLC is going to be. The Nick Cage DLC was not on top of my list for <laughs> things that I was super hyped about, but I am excited about the way they're kind of implementing this character into this game because it does. It automatically fit in terms of the, the kind of gameplay layers that we wind up seeing. Uh, they're giving the xenomorph a couple of cool abilities called Hidden Pursuit, which allows that uh, access of seven control stations to be able to kind of go around the, the, the station and kind of find out better ways to track down your your opponents. Uh, I like things like that when you can use the environment to your, to your advantage as the baddie uh those those moments are especially good for for games like this mm-hmm. so i'm excited for that and it just tells me that day by daylight continues to have things up their up their sleeve like they just have a ton of ip that they are talking to all the time it just makes me wonder who's next that we'll see within in the game any 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 small mini predictions on who else we haven't seen on the roster that we might see on the roster mm-hmm. or that there. you hope to see Kruger's in there that's a different game right Kruger? Was, i think krueger was in there like Early
2: yeah. on. Yeah. I was think made 13th it was a Friday game also. Yeah. Mm, There's Jason mm-hmm. in there. He's like one of the main characters. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, did Chucky ever Baba make Yaga. it? The Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I don't know if Chucky ever made it into that game. I wonder I if imagine he'd
1: be so little.
3: I want to, that's the one that I want now because I want yeah. to see Chucky put somebody on a hook
1: Oh, I, I hope he pulls out a ladder just for that <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be super cute he like, pulls out a ladder, climbs up it puts you on a hook, that'd be so cute
3: <laughs> uh, alright folks, that's what we need. we need we need Child's Play and Chucky in, in Dead by Daylight because that would be rad I'm down for that um, there was some great Gamescom info that dropped uh, this week as well. Dustin, you want to kind of run us through uh, some of the conversations that, that went on there?
2: Yeah, I mean, the the TLDR is uh, Xbox going pretty big for Gamescom. They, in their blog post, they said that they're going to have the biggest booth ever this year at Gamescom, which means they're going to have a big theater for presenting games like Starfield and Forza. And, um, but also, I'll just read the press release here. Attendees will be able to check out exclusive theater presentations from Bethesda this is a highly anticipated Starfield, as well as upcoming Xbox Game Studios releases Forza Motorsport from the developers at Turn 10, and Aura History Untold from the team at Oxide Games, Towerborn, the newest adventure from the developers at Stoic, and unveiled at the Xbox Showcase, will be hands-on for the first time, and we'll have the latest coming to the Elder Scrolls Online and Microsoft Flight Simulator. But what really got me interested was the third-party stuff. Over 25 titles from our third party partners and ID at Xbox Friends will be playable on the booth. This includes world debut of GSC Game World Stalker 2, Overkill Software, and Starbreeze Studios Payday 3, Don't Nod's recently announced Jusant, From Software's Armored Core 6 fires of rubicon and then recreate games party animals cd project red cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty spotlight by quantic dreams under the waves sega atlas's persona 5 Tactica, and more so the games that jump out to me are obviously stalker 2 uh, armor core 6 which is it's pretty close to the release date but knowing that you'll be able to get some hands on because that's been kind of hard to get to date they had like one preview event that yeah. i i've seen assets released from but beyond that like it's been been hard to do and the public getting to play phantom liberty is also uh really interesting so it's interesting that xbox is having their biggest booth ever at the first Mm -hmm. year where gamescom is really back in full swing and also that they're kind of the de facto spot for any third party that's not bringing a booth to present their products so a from software release being at the xbox booth that's kind of cool
3: Man, it, it does feel like the 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 big cons are are back in a in a big way, and and with this kind of lineup, it is really in- interesting to see like the kind of variation in games too here that are that are getting a spotlight here. Any games on those lists that that really reach out and, and speak out to you, Stella?
1: Definitely Armored Core. Um, when we were at San Diego Comic Con, I was very sad that their booth didn't have any gameplay or anything. So very excited mm. for that. Um, it was weird because that booth activation they actually had like an oxygen bar where they were like oh this is going to help you become a better soldier or whatever <laughs> and i was like this is really weird but okay um definitely stalker to you because the more i look back at the footage and the trailers i'm just like yeah i'm really excited for this, this looks looks really interesting um what i did think was interesting is that payday three is going to be playable there but they just had a beta yeah. and like honestly um i did the preview for that or the first preview and honestly if you've played payday 2 this is just payday 2 just with like <coughs> two new levels i guess like i don't know we, we've we only been able to play two different levels this one beta was only the bank heist level which kind of sucks so it's just queuing into that constantly and that was kind of uh frustrating but um yeah it's it there aren't that many graphical upgrades which okay that's not like the most that's not like the most important thing you want with like a game all right whatever but also the gameplay just really didn't change too much you can climb on stuff now i guess but you still need your mask mm. on um <clears throat> it seems really punishing if you're trying to do stealth runs and it's like i don't know it's interesting that they're going to have playable demos there i guess that's great for people who didn't get into the beta but it's like if you play payday 2 it's basically that so you know don't hold your breath for something like extraordinary from payday 3
3: yeah it will be really interesting to see the kind of scuttle, because gamescom is this huge conference with so many attendees, and now we'll have like another layer of information from the gaming community about how they're kind of seeing a lot of these new titles who are, that are gonna be coming out pretty soon uh and get a flavor of what that means for them. Armored core I think is gonna just blow people's socks off uh and get people really excited for what that game is gonna wind up being Project, you know uh cyberpunk and phantom liberty getting a chance to see that and in, in at, at summer games fest i'm, I'm wondering how that's going to land now that there's been so many so many uh updates to to that game that has really gotten it into a good spot now yeah uh, um well let's talk about Armored Core's I, graphics <clears throat> for a second i'm kidding
4: oh
3: my God. <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's what it you being spicy but, yeah. it's, but it's but it's but it's but it's i think it's one of those conversations right we're gonna now see even more folks have a, a layer of conversation just specifically it's on that yeah. when they go to when they go to the to, to the show. One of the things I did really want to poke at for both of you as well is this is going to be the first time we're really getting another good look at Forza, which I think is important.
2: A look at um, actually, it is important because we're getting a look at right, right, right,
3: right, exactly. <laughs> Not a I, play. I, Right, that's the, uh, yeah, that's (laughs) going to be pretty big to, I mean, we're gonna again, this is going to be one of the flag, you know, uh, flagship titles for, for Xbox moving into, into the holiday. And it's going to be something that, you know, again, was a big conversation point for, we are now in the middle of the, well, in the almost middle of the cycle for, for, for the hardware layer of it. And the biggest conversation from a lot of the folks in the Xbox community has been, when are you gonna show us stuff that really is pushing the hardware mm. in, a much bigger, in a much bigger way? And this was one of the titles that has been touted as being one of those games. It is weird that we're not gonna be, are not gonna see any playable so, stuff I'm at I'm, Gamescom.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a racing game. Like I'll give you Starfield. Starfield has a lot of systems that are hard to grasp, but I think I could pull the right trigger and hold it and move <laughs> forward with a car. Like th- that's demoable <laughs> on the show floor, right? I think it's very, very strange that that is hands-off at Gamescom. And yeah. with the assist, you could literally just set it up. So by default, you just pull the right trigger and your card follows the path. So it's bizarre to me that it's not at Gamescom with hands-on, with like a racing rig set up so that the pro, and there's a lot of racing pros. Like one of the YouTubers I watch that's super into racing games, he's over there like right in Gamescom's backyard. I'm sure he'd be willing to come over with Fanatec, rock it out on a Fanatec steering wheel and just like get the feel for how Forza feels. It's bizarre to me that that one isn't hands-on. I'm I'm excited about the
3: presentation though.
1: Yeah, and the release date is still in October, right?
3: Right? It's from, from, from what I know, it's close, isn't it? I think it is before the end of the year, for sure. Yeah,
1: that's so no, weird but- that they're not going to have a playable demo there. Yeah, that is very strange. I'm not really into um, racing games either, but I did, I did like Forza Horizon because that was a little bit different. But, mm. um, yeah, it is a little weird that it's so close to the release date. And we're not getting a playable demo or anything, especially, like, even hands-on at Gamescom, which, like, is mostly focused on the European audience. It is a little interesting, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just really honing it in. I mean,
3: the question I was going to ask you, Stella, is, was, that was the the, the was, (laughs) is, um, do you feel like that's a a potential worry sign for for, for turn 10 in that respect? Like, we haven't seen a lot of hands-on events for the game yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing about some of those things yet. And we are getting close to, to to when it's supposed to go live and, and out in the world. What, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be a potential thing where they do push it back when they release, like, the look at Forza Motorsport, maybe, like, by a month or two, something like that, just because it is very close. Um, dude, time is moving so fast. So, it is very close. So, it could be one of those things of, like, where they announce, like, hey, this is, this is an extended look, but we're also not super ready yet. But, I don't know. We'll see. I'm... I feel like Forza's got their formula down pretty well though. So, it's it's very hard to say. It's like
4: 50/50. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, right? We've all got a lot going on. Cooking can take a while, but you want to get a good quality meal. Factor is awesome. Check them out. They have fresh, never-frozen meals that are all chef-crafted, dietitian-improved. And get this, this is the best part. Ready to go in just two minutes. They send you everything, different stuff every week. You throw it in the microwave, two minutes, boom, you're done. You've got a good meal. I have tried these. They taste good. It is good stuff. Over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie-smart, protein-plus options, and keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons if you need to help stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started right away. They've got everything from pancakes, smoothies, more, you know, breakfast, not just dinner and lunch, it's breakfast as well. No prep, no mess. They are ready to heat and eat. Flexible for your schedule. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required, that is the best part, and I know from having tried this for myself, boy, it just saves a ton of time. So sign up and save, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and also tastes real good as well. If you're interested, head on over to factormeals.com slash unlocked50 and use the code unlocked50 to get 50% off. That's code unlocked50 at factormeals.com/unlocked50 to get 50% off.
0: First, the bad news.
3: Destin, you, you wanted to share something about the, that question also. Do you think that there's maybe a little bit of worry there about about this game getting out in, in, in time? I wasn't until that we said, they
2: <laughs> said there wasn't going to be no gameplay. No, like, <sighs> Forza could come out November and still do well. It could come out yeah. early December and still do well. I don't know why yeah. they, like, if they're not confident enough to allow me to pull the trigger and race a car around the track at Gamescom that close to their launch, um, that's weird. That's a, that's yeah. weird. It seems like a, a flagship game that I've played at. I've played every Forza, like at all the gaming conventions, and uh, something must have happened at, a, at an event where they're like, yeah, we don't want to demo Forza because we don't feel like it demos well. Uh, I don't know. I've, I have saw the game BCD. It looks great. I, I'm i confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is the Kaelani Grand Prix, I think. No, no, no. Anyway, well, Kaelani Grand Prix is one of the tracks that they are adding to the game and they just had an announcement about another track. So, um, yeah, uh, I've seen it. I've seen somebody else play it and it, give me that day, night
3: weather cycle, baby. <laughs> I need it. I need, yeah. I need to see that, that rain puddling off, on, on my windshield so I can see if it's next gen rain, uh, or oh, I'm sorry, current gen rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we
2: can't call it next gen rain anymore. What about Starfield? Do you think that makes sense or, or is that concerning also?
3: Mm, I I mean, the weird thing about Starfield is that they feel like, at least I feel like the teams have been playing that so close to the vest because they want to make sure that the messaging for that and any visibility on that game and when it's actually being played has to be pristine. In, in, in some way. Stella, what are your, what are your thoughts? About oh, that? I was going
1: to say the exact same thing, but like instead of vest, I was going to say chest. So like, you know, exact same thing. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know. Starfield, I mean, listen, Starfield's also a game that I'm not like 100% ready to be like fully trusting in and here's the thing i've there's so much discourse about the fact that it's still a bethesda game in the end right so a lot of people are mm-hmm. like mm, how how polished is it going to be at launch like how are we really going to be able to play this like is it going to be like a star wars jedi thing where like a lot of people can't access the game because there's so many technical issues um so it's one of those things that where i feel like they're definitely trying to make this the best game that they've had in a while and they want to make sure launch is as as I guess fluid as possible but it but then in that case also it's interesting that they haven't tested anything like they haven't had people like play the demo to like report bugs but maybe they maybe they just really don't want anything negative about that game coming out right now because i mean they had to push back the release date and it, it is the biggest game that they're going to be releasing in in modern times so i don't know i
5: yeah
3: yeah I, I, and i also go ahead go listen, go ahead. starfield's gonna be a monster
2: i think uh because because it's bethesda it's still coming out on pc like i i actually did skyrim's guide mm-hmm. video capture stuff back in the day when skyrim was on the 360 and such and i don't think even we were prepared for how big skyrim would be even knowing that it's an elder scrolls property right and skyrim's gone on as as you both know to sort of be this massive property released on everything imaginable um and to this day it's like still being modded by the modding community making it look better and better um this uh, this new ip from them starfield i think is going to to capture a whole new audience and be be (laughs) very interesting short of any catastrophic bug like so you bring up PC ports lately and how they've kind of been stinkers, right? Um yeah. that's, that's a good point. Like, what if, what if there's an issue with the PC build? Or inversely, what if the console build just isn't stable and it crashes a lot? Like, st- stuff like that would be catastrophic for the launch window of Starfield. But I have to imagine that Bethesda is gonna be able to have it stable enough for launch. With all the I mean, bugs. I think we'll the Bethesda see. bugs
1: yeah. are yeah. up. <laughs> Like, this game is touting so much, and it's trying to do so much. I'm just like I, I, I don't, I don't really have that faith. I have like 80% faith in 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 it launching properly.
3: The the question I have for both of you because I think another layer of this is you know we're all in in the in, on the industry side and we'll all be playing this and potentially reviewing this at some point is yeah for failed. a game this. where's our coffee spill? we We need this now but 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 that speaks to it right we're in we're in we're in early august right this game is coming out pretty soon this is going to be one of the biggest games on the planet in terms of something that's getting put out from bethesda and knowing the breadth and depth of what this game is going to wind up being do you think that once this game is out for review that we'll be able to actually depending upon of course how much time we get this feels like a review and process game that's gonna be a review and process game for a long period of time. Yeah. Does it feel like, you know, we're gonna you're gonna feel like you're gonna have enough information going into this when you want you wind up getting some hands-on to be able to really say like, well, here are the things that we're trying to poke at for this for these systems and kind of share with you as 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 the audience at home. How much of this game do you feel like you'd be able to start to play to really feel like you're getting all of that good info to be able to say? This is doing what it needs to do from a, from an overall perspective. And, you know, besides the technical bits of it working properly, what are, what, what are your thoughts about that? I'd love to go to you first Destin, on that.
2: I feel like I get what this game is. It's Skyrim mm. with space things, right? I think the space ship and managing the systems, like we're seeing here on the screen, that's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but besides that. You know, there's factions, there's dialogue choices, there's character stat sheets. It's all this stuff that I've experienced before in a game like Fallout Four or in Skyrim or in or in whatever property I happen to be playing. Right, so I feel like I get what they're going for. I'm very excited about the ship stuff. I think there's a lot. There are a lot of systems to dive into. There's going to be a lot of secrets on those 1,000 planets, but mm. they still have that mainline story experience that they have said is about what did they say, like 40 hours, 40 or 50 mm-hmm. hours or something like that? Final, Final Fantasy was more than that. Like, like there's other games that are comparable in terms of length. Yes, you could get lost doing all the side stuff and you probably will, but to mainline it, I think they'll take you through the systems necessary. And then as a player, you're gonna get to organically go to the systems that entice you the most and choose to revisit the story when you feel you want to.
3: Mm. Stella, the thing I'm curious to hear your thoughts about are, what are the things that you're initially going to, when you're writing your notes, Mm -hmm. and you're like, here are the things that I want to tell folks about what this game is and, and how it's kind of coming across with all of those, you know, preconceived notions in there because of previous games and things like that. What are the things that you're going to be like laser focused on to say like, all right, they got that, they nailed that, they got this right, those things?
1: Uh, so for me, it's definitely, it's the, it's the aspect that they've shown the least, honestly. And for me, Bethesda games, it's all about like the dialogue. It's all about the story. It's all about the lore that I can find in the game. Like Fallout, I loved the fact that you could find out more about the different vaults and everything that was happening around you. Um, stuff that wasn't necessarily like in your face, you had to like decrypt things to read. You had to pick up like little notes all the way around. I liked that a lot. And I love the fact that Bethesda has been so good at world building, whether it's Skyrim, Fallout, like they've been so good at developing these universes. So I want to explore that with Starfield because that's like a completely different thing that they are coming up with. So for me, that's the most important thing. And they've shown so much of gameplay, but they haven't shown a lot of like different dialogue trees. They haven't shown what your relationships with people can be like, what like um, your build is going to be like. And it's, it's one of those things of, for me, I... I heavily lean into the RPG, like the role-playing aspect of this, where I'm just like, let my character be the way that I want my character to be. And they haven't shown a lot of that. The gameplay looks fine. Like the yeah, the sandwich hoarding, if you're watching that video, I'm just like, (laughs) okay, that's funny. But like, what can my character become? Who can they become? Show me that. Because that was one of the key things that really captured me about Fallout. Um, And I love space. And I didn't really find myself connecting with Skyrim's world because I'm not about like, like the fantasy really aspect unless it's like specific games. So for me, I'm just like, this is a really good opportunity for me to mesh my love of fallout with like space. So I don't know. I, I we haven't seen a lot of that. So I'll be paying attention to that because that's really going to gauge whether or not I want to play this like fully all the way through, except for just for work.
3: Here's a last question about Starfield forever. No more questions. About no, but, but for this show, <laughs> Do we feel like we've been a little bit spoiled? Because I want to dig into that RPG layer of that conversation of what you shared, Stella, because I've I feel a little bit spoiled after playing Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. And and I'm curious now if this has now spoiled folks for how good those RPG elements are in that game. And does this then set up a weird level of expectation about how do you measure up with you know, these two games kind of you know, going head-to-head in a in a weird way. So what are your thoughts about that? I
1: think they're very different genres still with it, like mini-genres within the RPG world. So I feel like it's not really fair to compare them. Like, yes, we've been absolutely spoiled with Baldur's Gate. Like, I get away with doing things because of my specific build, the way that I've like min-maxed my character, and the way that, like, I have a specific race, I have a specific class, and then a specific subclass, And even within my race, I have a specific sub-race, right? So it's so much more intricate. I mean, like, D&D, like that entire character build has been around for so long, so they have so much more to build off of. Now, things like Fallout and uh, Skyrim and now with Starfield, it's a little bit different. They're modern-day systems, so it's not as overwhelming because some people have way more in-depth knowledge of D&D because they were with it, like when they had the base classes and then everything expanded outside of that. So it's, it's, D&D has its own like expanded universe. So for things like RPG games... Even with, like, Dragon Age Inquisition, it's a little bit more simplified, which is more welcoming to beginner players. So while we are very spoiled with Baldur's Gate, I feel like there's a way to make it less complicated so that you can bring players in. And and Starfield could do this really well if they learned from, like, Skyrim and their Fallout um, characters and, like, how you can build them. So that's why I'm interested in that because I'm like, okay, let me see more of that because I want to know – after Baldur's Gate, can I come over to this and still feel the same level of satisfied in this game and everything that you're offering me? So,
3: Yeah, Destin, what are are your thoughts about the comparison there? Because I know it's going to be a thing that that players are going to automatically do when they start digging into the RPG (laughs) systems of, of, of Starfield. What are your thoughts about that comparison? So, Baldur's Gate
2: 3... And its systems for things like combat are so vastly different. I don't really think there's a lot of comparisons to make there. Mm. Um, this is, it's Dungeons and Dragons, right? For terms of combat. But one area that I think Baldur's Gate 3 is going to destroy Starfield is in with the, is with the uh, character animation and the conversations and the breadth of options and trees that you can go with down into in Baldur's Gate 3 versus what you're going to be able to do in Starfield. Now, do I think that means Starfield will be, I don't know how to put it, worse isn't the right word, but like I think there's going to be areas where Baldur's Gate 3 really shines versus Starfield. And I think mm. there's areas like, you know, combat and factions and such where Starfield does it in a way that's more approachable and easier to understand for fans that will also be really compelling. I I, I think this year for game of the year, my nominations are like zelda and Baldur's gate three right now and Mm. hopefully starfield will also be on that list and when i and my plan is to play more final fantasy before the end of the year but right now those are like my choices uh between those two products and it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens Baldur's gate 3 came out of nowhere for a lot of people and just took steam by storm it's literally on one platform and it had like 815,000 people playing it at one time. Massive success for Larian Studios. Uh uh a uh, gold standard for what the industry should be striving for and I have an op-ed coming out about that pretty soon actually. And um I I it's just so refreshing to play a game like that. So Starfield does have this to look at, but not for all of its systems. I just don't think
3: mm. the 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 combat is comparable enough between the two. I think we'll see a big, a big, you know, conversation on social as soon as we see the first bear in Starfield. (laughs) Yeah, because as soon as that happens then everything is out the I was window oh my truck.
1: god dude
3: <laughs> I, see I, I see you i see yeah. you yeah i'm like, like
1: well like, it doesn't have it?
3: bears so yeah I mean, it's, it's yeah. not gonna
2: be nearly Maybe as adventurous in
1: like relationships even with like friendships and connections with other characters right like it's not gonna be nearly as adventurous so that's like you know obviously we can expect that uh so yeah <laughs>
2: I don't know some, <laughs> of the, some of that dialogue that leaked seemed pretty campy. Yeah, but
1: like, I mean, here's the thing though, but that's okay. Yeah, that thank you for bringing that up because the the whole line about the like, "Oh, maybe next time we should keep our jetpacks on." It's like every time you go to sleep with your partner or like your whoever you choose to be your like companion, like it's just it goes to a black screen and then that's what they say afterwards insinuating things. So I'm just like, "Okay, all right. You know, like let's get a little spicy. Why not?"
3: Like I, I'm I, I'm in the middle. I don't need to see bear booty. I don't know if I need it. It, it. it might be a thing. I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't this at this moment. I don't mind the black screen <laughs> <laughs> fading to black on this. I know I'm okay making you choose
1: bare booty, Ka, I don't know how you've been playing Baldur's Gate, but no, it's, it's number making four. You.
3: <laughs> it's number four. It's the number four option in every dialogue tree. It's like you know, say hello, hang out, give bare a hug, booty. booty. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's that. It's, just, it's number four in every oh list. Oh my god, I
1: got I got to watch your playthrough because I have not gotten that yet, and I'm like pretty ah. spicy. I gotta. Um, uh,
4: what, what
2: time <laughs> if, if you're not, late if you're, night streams if you're not into uh the the graphics so to speak <laughs> um, don't go into the barn if you're early in Baldur's gate 3 do not go in the barn
5: i have not found a barn yet
1: but okay great
2: when you find a nah. barn if you don't want to see the romance that you can experience in literally gate 3, everyone right
3: now has turned off the podcast put up Baldur's gate and now running to the barn <laughs> to go figure out what's up it's very early yeah oh my god that's so good uh last story for this episode we're going to talk a little bit about red dead redemption getting some more love and coming back from the dead love but now might not be the right
1: word i guess
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, 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 you're right Um, it was the number four option in in this in terms of this conversation because it is now just going to the switch and the ps4 but not pc and that's going to happen on August 17th, uh, coming out this year. Rockstar's 2010 Western Adventure, which launched on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 is gonna be ported to PS4 and Switch by UK developer Double Eleven Studios, with PlayStation 5's backward compatibility supported on this particular game. They said that this is a port and, and not a remaster or a remake, but a conversion according to Rockstar it includes newly supported languages such as simplified and traditional Chinese, Korean, Polish, Brazilian, Portuguese, Russian, and Latin American, Spanish. And it'll cost $49.99 on Nintendo eShop and PlayStation Store with physical versions arriving October 13th. This will also have the Red Dead Redemption, um, Nightmare Undead Nightmare expansion. That'll be in there, which was, was, was super fun. I loved that expansion in, in the game.
2: Yeah. Does it have multiplayer? Are- uh no is it 4k (laughs) no is it 60 fps probably not okay so it's really (laughs) what xbox has has had since the xbox one era that is free if you've Uh already purchased red dead and they're charging 50 bucks for it yeah no thanks rockstar I think you can you can I know where you can put your $49.99 Red Dead Redemption PlayStation 4 port.
3: I feel like Destin just looked at that looked at that news story and then like threw it underneath it. The- Ninja Turtle skins. It was like, you can have both of these things yeah. and don't want either one of these.
2: So, oh, like, man. boy, <sighs> this comes hot off the heels of their amazing remake remasters of Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, and Vice City, which also were spectacular and had no problems whatsoever. So, at least they're <laughs> respecting their beloved franchises and making sure to do their due diligence when porting these games at a price of $50 plus dollars for for their, their fan base to enjoy once again.
3: I, one of my favorite things about co-hosting the show is is when you get to say things that come directly off your chest <laughs> <laughs> I, tell me how you really feel Destin, about about that thing what uh, are you doing take two
2: just quality control like what is happening over there you and a lot of people pointed out i'm sorry to go on a little rant here but i'm uh, a little special then a lot of fans pointed out they remade the whole the whole red dead redemption map in red dead redemption 2 why isn't why, why release this? It doesn't make any sense to me. And they have like eight games, they said, coming by 2025. And, and they said it's like commercially viable or something like that is the quote or the price point. No,
1: no, no. They I, said, yeah. this is what we believe is commercially accurate. It's what like, really? What people would,
2: yeah. They're going to sell. Like, the problem is like, we know this. We're like 5% of the industry, right? Right. So like the average consumer is going to be like, oh, read that on PS4 and Switch. Yay, I can play. You can play it now like if this was a switch port okay i'll give it to you but playstation fans are getting the getting the short end of the stick is that the saying yeah yep, you this got it. one yeah it's it's really a bummer and like you can see the xbox social media manager saying like reason number 1268 that i love the xbox xbox backwards compatibility program this is a this it's a bummer It's a bummer. Yeah. We're going to get flagged for copyright, by the way. Thanks, Rockstar, for not letting (laughs) anybody show a trailer. (laughs) You can't show trailers for Rockstar stuff in your footage because you get flagged for copyright.
3: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I forgot about that. What are they doing?
1: Also, I don't believe this is not coming out on PC either, which like PC players could absolutely mod the crap out of this and make it look you know, way better for free. And which it, it sucks. It sucks that like so much rides on modders to make things better or like to fix things. And it's like, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be what makes a game good. But that, at least that would be an option for this. Cause like, I know Red Dead... Redemption 2 just has so much love. And online has been a mess. Like, it is run rampant with hackers because yeah. they have just decided to put all their money into uh, GTA Online, and it sucks. It's like, no, no, no. People love Red Dead. Please, like, give them some love back. It, it is so bad. And, like, some players can't even play online anymore. And it's, like, it's it's so embarrassing to see all these things. And, um, yeah, Z- Zelnik, which is the... um. What's his name? CEO Strauss Zelnick Zelnick said, in in talking about the pricing, he said that the add-on was a great standalone game in its own right when it was originally released, so we feel like it's a great bundle for the first time and certainly a great value for consumers.
2: (laughs) With GTA, (laughs) with GTA, they literally didn't get the RGB correct. Like, all the blacks in the game were crushed. You couldn't see anything. And, like, you had a seizure if it started raining because it was, like, so jarring. Like, it, it's it's True. frustrating to see this. So thank you Xbox for having the best platform for backwards compatibility and the best place to play the original Grand Theft Auto games and now Red Dead Redemption
3: out of anywhere else. Yeah, it's it's it's. I it's wonder. I do feel bad. Though. It it does feel like one of those moments where you have to kind of put the warning lights up and say, "Folks, maybe mm-hmm. this isn't a thing that you want to <laughs> no. you want to partake in and in purchase." I mean, I do think that folks who are on the Switch who may not may not have other consoles, this may potentially be a nice a nicety for them. Yeah, i mean... uh, Folks in the PS4 though, uh, yes. <laughs> there isn't a lot for you here. And 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 I do want to, to 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 jump on that that point that you talked about, Stella, about the the PC modding space, like. This is also another one of those moments where the, the developers could embrace the modding community Mm -hmm. and really, you know, pull them in and say, you know, you've done so much great work over the years, let's figure out ways to make this happen so that you can not only get some shine in the work you've already done, but also maybe get some financial compensation in there too, to kind of help us get that across the line. I, I I don't want to take money out of the developers pockets over at at Double Eleven, but I think there's also a conversation there about how you can make that a little bit easier for everybody involved um uh last last quick story because we're running out of time i just wanted to share wrestle quest was supposed to drop yesterday uh but it got pushed back to august 22nd the developers over at Mega Cat studios said that there were some performance issues uh when they did their final checks and they didn't want to body slam their fans in, in that way by putting out a game that is not as as good as it possibly can be so that game is going to get delayed for a couple of weeks it is it is a really fun game it is, it is a lot of fun to be able to be the muchacho man <laughs> in that game and run around and, and and slam people in your RPG game. Have you have you, either one of you played that really quick before we get out of here? Um, I,
1: I did know. get to play a little bit of it at San Diego Comic Con, and I got to interview a few of the the characters or like you know the wrestlers that are there, including uh, Jeff Jarrett. Yes, and yeah. it was very cool. It's it's super fun. I'm not really like the biggest wrestling fan just because I can't pay for every pay per view, but um, it is it is very fun. It is super cute um i usually am not into like little rpgs like that but i'm like wait this is actually very fun and like you know the different voice acting where they actually got the wrestlers in it is very cool it is very silly and i think a lot of people are going to enjoy this game
3: i love it dustin any last wrestle quest thoughts before
2: we <laughs> I go I, i'll just be honest i know nothing about wrestle quest I'll, I'll have to google it and check it out <laughs> right that's your home
3: that's your homework Destiny. you have to go and check out Russell quest while we uh transition to the end of our show for this week it has been a blast getting to 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 ride space mountain and hang out at at, 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 on the front seat uh do it this week Uh, before we get up out of here we have to give you two some space to talk about all the wonderful things that you're doing alongside ign and outside of ign and inside inside ign stella (laughs) Let the folks know where they can talk to you and find out more information about the goods and such you're bringing to the world.
1: Sure. Um, I just started my Baldur's Gate 3 playthrough on Twitch. So I'll be playing that every, every night, hopefully every night um, at around like 6 p.m. PST. Um, so that's on my Twitch channel. You can find me at Parallax Stella everywhere. And I'm mostly active on Instagram now, which is Parallax Stella. Official, So you can find me there.
3: Awesome. Destin, let, know, let the
2: folks know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on threads. I'm just kidding, x.com <laughs> slash Destin Laguerre. Uh You can find uh, YouTube <laughs> slash the Destin channel. If you wanna follow me at IGN, I'm writing a bunch of uh, placeholder pub info over the next several days. So uh, maybe I could live stream that. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, uh, I got a lot of boring stuff going on on IGN. I gotta like uh, go through the invoices and make sure they get added to a spreadsheet and I gotta do temp pub info for like 100 things. That might or might not be used, and I gotta do all that fun stuff. So, oh, Love watch it. my op-ed. My, I'm oh, I have a pretty spicy op-ed coming out, so I'll be <laughs> tweeting about that. Yeah, so,
3: wait, Dustin, you have spicy content about yeah, the, about the world of video games. It's what? about Bald-
2: it's about Baldur's Gate and uh, a conversation about how it should not be a new standard. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how about? We do say it's the new standard, instead, <laughs>
4: because it's pretty dang
2: good. And maybe, you, uh, maybe the industry could learn a thing or
3: two from it. But I'm just—I don't know game design. What do I do? <laughs> you know? Well, you can find me at Colley Adams on X or Twitter, whichever one you want to call it, uh, and that's uh, where you can find me most of the time is talking about all the video games. And Spawn on Me, which is dropping, has dropped a couple of new episodes this week. Uh, we had a really great conversation with Jeff Jarrett as well, uh, talking about Russell Quest and the wonderful folks over at live space talking about the the new streaming platform that they're putting together for that so this has been episode 607 of podcast unlocked thank you so much for listening we hope to see you here again next week until next week we say we're out of here peace and wash your hands
1: yeah
5: Listen to Reppin' wherever you get your podcasts.